Hello and welcome back to this episode of Dum Dum Die, an all-female, all-awesome D&D 5th edition homebrew podcast set in my homebrew world of Kalandos, my being me, being Carla, the GM. And around the table with me, I have my amazing players who are going to introduce themselves and their characters, starting on my right. Hello, my name is Wednesday and I play Xantelarion. Hi, my name is Kirsten and I play Oriel. Hi, my name is Nicole and I play Darby to catch everyone up so you can join this podcast at any time so when you do share it with your friends foes families and familiars tell them they can join it at any time but if you have missed an episode what we do is our characters always recap the episode as their own character so they might not know everything they might um, have misunderstood or seen something that they are connecting fun dots so it's always fun for me to hear and I imagine it's fun for you so to recap what happened previously on Dum Dum Die is Darby. That was such a cute voice. Darby. Um, Darby in an Oriole voice. Yeah. <laughs> so previously on Dum Dum Die, what had happened was, so, you know, Darby being Darby, decided to run because he saw this, like, creature... And then he ran after it. And then obviously he cast invisibility so no one would catch him. Then he found this like hole thing. It was a pretty tight squeeze and it was underground. So he saw these like rats, humanoid rats, like humans that look like rats, right? And then he saw like normal kind of rats, but they were talking to each other. And then they brought up the mistress and they said that the mistress was going to overthrow Vladislav that same night. So obviously guys, he needed to run back to the village tell the townsfolk <laughs> exactly tell the townsfolk and tell Oriel and he's just gonna do it so gracefully you know <laughs> you're just gonna see him there with his beautiful material the wind blowing in his hair and then he's gonna say it Oriel I need to talk to you the mistress is back but he's obviously quite afraid because oh, it's no, the wait. mistress. Didn't you already say the mistress is back? Because I'm pretty sure I rolled wild magic. What actually had happened was Xantelaren and Oriel were making the gods worry a little bit because they were like adamant they needed to speak to Vladislav. Then they had actually almost convinced the soldiers that it was okay when all of a sudden Darby comes running up with people chasing him and he shouts, they're going to kill Vladislav. Which... Then, of course, put the gods on guard again. I mean, it's in their name. Gods on guard. On guard! Yes? No? No? She's doing really strange fencing movements right now. <laughs> I mean, if pro fencer would be like, that's a pretty good fencing mime. I mean, <laughs> it was good. Pew, pew! Because that's the sound fencing <laughs> makes. Totally of course. As swish! Pew, pew! Not ting, 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 ting. No, because I move so fast like and never hits movie. their sword. That it sounds like a serial professional. Did I say I was professional? Look, I move so fast it never hits their foils. See, I even know what the sword is called. Ah. That's impressive. That yeah. is impressive. So that's why, why there was no ding, that? Ding. a foil because it's really thin. Yeah, but like then I just think of tinfoil and then I just imagine people f- fighting with tinfoil paper rolls. It's tinfoil fencing. It's just real. Yeah. really thin. I don't know. Okay. Moving on from tinfoil fencing. Thanks, Darby. I loved it. But if you'd like to hear the more in-depth version, please do go back to last week's episode. But if you wouldn't and you'd just like to jump into the action, here we go. So Vladislav had called you into his tent saying, it appears we do need to talk. The two guards that were on guard and Lured, who had come running up, walk into the tent with you and you the two guards that were outside the tent still remain outside the tent as you pass them they do look very wary of you especially you Darby 
as lured as walking behind you, very obviously holding his hand on his um, the hilt of his sword. He is ready to take you out if he needs to. And in the tent is a high elf um, who's dressed in a very thin, and you can see that it's quite expensive, armor. This is the first time you're seeing him. And he is sitting at the campaign table, basically, uh, in the middle of the tent. He appears quite casual, but he is on alert, you can see. And Vladislav heads to the head of the table and he sits down and he says, all right, well, sit down. Or he'll sit. A lounge. Uh, and you find lounging on a, a camping chair, like a canvas chairs with... Yeah, I'm still going to lounge. Uh, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's difficult, but not unheard yeah, of. So you of find course. a way. Nothing's impossible when you're as sexy as I am. I mean, you look amazing, but you yourself feel like the edge of the chair is digging yeah. into your armpit quite yeah. badly. No, no. It's, but I'm it looks pretend good. it isn't. Cool. It looks good, though. Even though your shoulder was healed, it's digging into the armpit under that unhealed shoulder, and you're like, hmm, this will hurt every time it rains. <laughs> <laughs> you, you feel the feeling that if, when it's going to rain, my shoulder will hurt. Damn this human heritage. You can write that on your character sheet. <laughs> It can be an advantage against rain. An there advantage? you go. Disadvantage. No, an advantage because you'll know when it's going to rain. Ah. If that ever is important. Shiny. Or it'll be an advantage. Dude, I look hot when I'm wet. It comes back. <laughs> look, look. Wow. Wow. Sorry, that's just. Have you been spending too much time with Carla? <laughs> I think I fell off the horse one too many times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Dobby's gonna, he's gonna sit very slowly, like very, he's, he's like super wary because he knows he's kind of in trouble. Lurd's gonna stand right behind your chair. And then the other two guards you see have placed themselves around the tent, but they do appear to be directly behind Oriel and behind, uh, Zantalarian as everyone, even though they're sitting in and they're, Lurd is looking at you and Vladislav is looking at everyone, the two guards are definitively looking at Oriel and um, they're feeling a little, they're coughing a little bit and they're looking at you quite upsetly. Uh, upsetly? Yes. At that, Vladislav turns to the elf and he nods his head and the elf reaches under the table and pulls out uh, a small chest, but you can see the chest has been ray of frosted mm. underneath and he opens and he takes out a ham, which he very quickly slices and places on a board in the middle of the table. And Vladislav nods towards everyone and says, I have a piece of ham. You should feel better. Darby's going to do it. He's going to take a piece. Got, like, the gods. Temp hit points from that wild magic. So she's currently feeling great, but she still takes the ham. Uh, the guards reach out and take it. And as they start eating it, they just look at Oriol as they reverse back into their <laughs> positions, eating the ham quite upsetly. <laughs> and Vladislav says, that should make you feel better. No need to uh, continue giving the evil eye to Oriol. She can't contain herself. So anyone who eats the ham, please roll a d6 and then you get back whatever. Uh, if you are on temp HP and things, you don't get added. And he looks at the three of you and he says well you better explain yourself at that lord says this one and he gestures to the back of darby says someone's trying to kill you so darby can darby take another piece of ham i mean you can it's on the table so darby's gonna reach for another piece and then with his mouth full 
he's gonna oh, be like oh, he's gonna be like yeah so what what happened was um they, i was there in the rat hole with the rat humanoids and we're basically talking about and he's like chewing like really loudly but I think he's like super nervous. <laughs> so like, Oriel is like trying yeah. to contain to not go like put a hand over Darby's mouth and be like, please. And then he's gonna just continue doing. It. So and you can see the I heard the them. elf at the end of the table. His eyes twitching. I heard them, and they were basically saying that the mistress. You guys know the mistress, right? Sanctuary, Oriel. And then he like looks at the both of them. I smile oh. a big, a big. Oriel's eyes go like. You know, like a deer in headlights. Mm-hmm. Big, yeah. And then he's like, big. so for those of you who don't know, the mistress is... Okay, and now, then he swallows. And then he swallows the, the ham. And then he's like, <clears throat> sorry. Um, so for those of you who don't know, the mistress is the lady who tried to kill us like several times, but she obviously hasn't succeeded. So, and she's very powerful. She just wants a lot of things in life. She's just not happy with herself. I don't understand it. I mean, I've tried to fireball her and she just doesn't want to die. She's trying to bring back Tamal. Yes, so at, she at apparently that, wants to kill you. Uh, the other two guards take, draw an empress. Lured mm-hmm. um, very easily schools his face, but you can see he, he was a little bit shocked. The elf and Vladislav appear not to be faced by what you've just said. Yeah, Oro's looking very carefully at Vladislav for his reaction. Yeah, so is Darby. Did you know about this? And Vladislav... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying to imagine a half-orc wizard going, did you know about this? And then Vladislav, you, you realize that he's very hard to read, actually, mm-hmm. because I don't, you're not that familiar with Dragonborn. As much as there are Dragonborn in, in Kalandos, there's not that many Dragonborn. He says about the rat people, the mistress or Tamayel? All three. Well, I have to say the rat people are, are news to me. The mistress, less so, and of course everyone knows Tamayel. They're going to attack tonight. Why are we whispering? And she like and smacks Darby on ow. the leg. <laughs> and he says, do you know where? Do you know so they're going to come here tonight. And he leans back at this. Lord says, we need to move you, sir. Vladislav love holds his hand up and he says, what exactly did they say? They said that they were running out of time because they were caught. Because now people are going to be looking for them. They're going to attack tonight. They want to overthrow you. And they were given strict orders. By the mistress. Darby's like very. (laughs) Darby's like being super dramatic because he doesn't he because he knows what the mistress is capable of. So he's like he's like scared, but he's trying not to show it. But he is kind of showing it by just being the idiot that he's being right now. So (laughs) Vladislav says, "Peace, child. All will be well. Uh, We are forewarned, thanks to you, and we will keep a lookout." And he turns to the two guards that are behind uh, Zantalarian and Oriel, and he says. Keep circling the tent just to make sure and alert the other guards. At that, they start stepping out the tent. And as they step out, you hear them whistling out. Mm. And you hear a lot of whistles come out. And if you wait two minutes, you hear another whistles again. And they're coming closer. So it appears, Zantalarian, that they're Mm. calling back everyone from from the forest. They're bringing in all the scouts. Darby also wants to mention the fact that they can't just expect rat humanoids. They should expect rats, like normal rats, because they will transform 
into the human noids. At that, Lyrd um, whistles again, and he whistles it out, and then you hear replies all again, short, sharp replies. And then you distinctively hear the sound of armor bending and getting onto the floor as you realize two of the guards are People now crawling are <laughs> around the oh. tent as wow, they walk so around special. on all fours. At hearing that, Lyrd goes outside and whispers something to the outside, and you hear the sound of armor straightening up. <laughs> Uh, Vladislav smiles. Can I just ask a completely unrelated question? Yes, because it only matters to Zantalarian. What is the coloring on the high elf? The coloring on the high elf. The high elf skin is it's it's hard to tell in the tent because of the the, the lamplight. Yeah. However, it looks to be a, a goldish bronzy. Okay, you're unsure which which okay. shade it leans towards. All right. Yeah. And upon looking upon the elf more, you realize you think he's a man, but he's very androgynous looking. Mm. Mm. Standard. Standard for an elf. This break is brought to you by Joburg's Peak Traffic. Peak Traffic is the best time to listen to your favorite DMV podcast, especially because Peak Traffic is all the time. I'm Sibs and I have a podcast called Stay Work with Sibs because I can't sleep, but I also like to chat late at night. Stay Work with me, Sibs. Stream or download my podcast every Wednesday from 8pm. Find it on 5fm.co.za on IONO or the iTunes directory. Stay woke. Vladislav then says, well, thank you for the warning. Um, I'm sure we will find them shortly. I have a question, Vladislav. Of course. Uh, the Every time... You say something sort of so that the high elf is watching you or and when you say something like I have a question or I need to tell you something, he always raises his eyebrow at you. What happened to Alexis? Why did my tattoo disappear? He leans forward and he says, you no longer have your God tattoo. Yes, you know this already. Your God mark is gone. Yes. You know this already? And then he whispers to the elf, and then as he says it, you sort of feel a magic wash over you. And now when he talks, you hear like it's almost dampened. And you realize anyone with who can do magic, you realize they've cast like a silence spell on the tent. In my, uh, what, is the, what is the word in uh, common? The elf whispers something to him, and he says, I suppose transformation is the is the best word for it. When one is put into a, a material body, one cannot be all-knowing as one was. In this form, I do not know that. Darby, so. like, there's like a light bulb that just kind of clicks on Darby. He's like, what if Alexis is the mistress? Does Darby say that? Yeah. Vladislav leans back. The high elf's eyebrow raises, and then you can see he, he looks at you differently. He's like, hmm, maybe you're not dumb. <laughs> Like you can see, what? <laughs> you can see because his eyebrow was like, oh God, child. And then, and then as, as you said this, he's like, hmm, that's not the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Vladislav says, when did your God mark disappear? So Darby looks at Zantelarin and Oriel because now he doesn't know if he should make mention of the material. So supposedly, and then he puts his two fingers like this, like together. together like makes a little tent with yeah. his two fingers. And he's like, supposedly I like bought this really cool outfit from like the sh- shop. 
and then supposedly I put it on and then supposedly I was like talking to it, asking it for help and then supposedly the tattoo disappeared. Roll deception. That must be like the worst deception. Like all these hypotheticals. <laughs> Guys, I'm so just lounging. I don't even know what to do right now. 16. Vlad's love is nodding. The high elf is arching his eyebrow. Yeah, so supposedly that's what happened. But now I've given the clothes away because, you know, Alexis is disappointed in me and he's like still like twiddling his thumbs and like hitting his two fingers together. And then he's like kind of, yeah, he's super nervous. The elf leans forward and in a voice that sounds extremely smooth, almost like uh, water running over smooth stones. You, Zantalarian, and Oriel can feel it because you, you know elves and things like that. He looks young, but you can sense he's quite old. He leans forward and he says, then why do I sense magic upon you? Because I am a half-orc wizard. Duh. And he, Oriel is just looking down. She's like... Not engaging this. And then he turns his eyes towards you, the half elf, and he uh, the elf, the and he's ha, the high elf, and he says, "You are Vladislavian, are you not?" Mm-hmm. That is correct. Surely you want to help. I want to help, but we were given very different information, and granted, it was from Selenite, so I'm not 100 percent sure of the accuracy. No offense, Selenites don't lie. Hence why I'm taking the stuff a bit more seriously than, for example, Alexians. Or Emetheans. Mm-hmm. Emeth- yes. yes. So I have two questions. And um, if Ladislav can answer them, then I will know 100% without a doubt. I, I know like 99.99%, but I just need that point to zero, 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 one, just to, to make sure... If the mistress is trying to kill you, then I'm, I'm pretty sure you're the real deal. But I wanted to know, where did you put the dragon mark on me? He looks at you and he says, I do not put the god mark on my followers. It blossoms on their own and it blossoms where they believe it should sit. As I said before, in this body, I do not know everything. When I was not of this earth, I knew where it was, but I could only hazard a guess. It would be a guess. But based on... What I do know of you. And he looks at you and you can see he's peering and he says, I would imagine. And he says, give me a moment. And he looks at you. It is on your, and he turns to him and he says, what is it? Uh, what is it called in common? Uh, and then he says in draconic because you can speak mm. it, he assumes. Uh, and then no, he says the word for, he says the word for what on a dragonborn would be a shoulder. <gasps> okay, her eyes go... Very wide. And she's like, her eyes go very wide, but she's trying to pull off her. But he doesn't say which shoulder. He doesn't know. No, no, know. that's fine. The point is, is that she was checking to see if he was going to use the, the fake information that she fed or not. Mm. Uh, do you remember our conversation a couple of weeks ago? I've been talking with my followers more of late. Um, I was very recently... Uh, given this body, and he looks to the high elf. The high elf nods, and he says, but I do know the reason I came, and I imagined what we would have spoken about, is there's a corruption in this land and in the beliefs around it. 
And either a God is corrupt or someone is corrupting one or a corrupt force is returning. We are here to wash it clean. And yes, I do believe, and he turns to you, Zantelarian, he says that the Selenites would see it as an attack of force. However, we can only stand together and being as I am the only God who has come to Kalandos, I feel it is only right that everyone should follow me at least until the problem is over. And then people may choose as they wish. And then he turns to you, Darby, and he says, although, child, I am worried about you. The fact that you have no God, Mark, is strange, to say the least. And he leans back and he says, you have warned me of the threat against my physical form. You seem to be honest. You may leave if you would like. Report back to the Selenites of what you have seen in this camp. I, I imagine that is why you were here. Or you can stay and join me and help us protect Kalandos. It is up to you. Oriel shoots a look at Zantelarian. I'm keen for wool. I'll stick around for a bit. Send me out with your scouts. Oriel, Oriel then turns to Darby. All I'm saying is if the mistress comes near me, I am going to fireball the sh out of her. Vladis <laughs> <laughs> laugh lets out like a booming laugh that yeah. actually um, shakes the the tent ever so slightly because you can see it's robust and he says i hope you have the chance and he leads to you and looks to you and he says you are interesting and of course i imagine a great power lies within you and he laughs more but it's not like he's not laughing at you he's laughing good naturedly at, mm. at just the way you phrased it so he's doing a Father Christmas laugh. Yeah, he's Father Christmas. <laughs> he is Father Christmas. He's a Father Christmas dragonborn that can kick ass. Yeah, so Darby turns over to Oriel and he's like, I like him. I know. Can everyone please roll perception for me? Yeah. Uh, 16. 17. You are lounging. Four. I wasn't listening. I was thinking about what I would do when I saw the mistress. Mm-mm. At this, so everyone who got over 15 actually gets advantage okay. on your initiative roll. <gasps> you realize, you don't realize how long. So this conversation has actually taken sort of like two hours. So what we've just spoken is more like the gist of the conversation. So you, you've been talking for a while. Everyone over 15 is going to have advantage on initiative. Yeah. As you suddenly hear the two of you, Oriel and Darby, and you can see Vladislav and um, the High Elf also see it, hear it, a little skittering ooh, ooh, that comes from, comes from the one side of the tent. And you start to see that while you were talking, you hadn't realized that maybe perhaps the silence spell actually hid some of the sound mm -hmm. but around the edges of the tent inside there's mm -hmm. probably about 50 rats surrounding the Brant. edges of the tent and as the sound came about you see at the tent opening four rats transforming into okay. humanoids that look like rats they're smallish humans mm -hmm. uh, with very straggly white hair one is a female three are males and they have rat-shaped faces and a light downy fur on their, on their faces. 
and their hands start shaping into human hands as they transform, but then they they start having claws that elongate mm-hmm. out of their hands. And at that, everyone roll initiative. Zantalaren, Z- uh, you actually have disadvantage okay. on your initiative roll. 17. Woo! Oh. Alrighty, so. Okay, disadvantage, nine. Okay, Zant is on nine. What did you get? Uh, 17. Oh, 17 as well. Uh, Oriel and Darby on 17. Who has the better decks? 13. Mine's also 13. Rock, paper, scissors! Yeah? Rock, paper, scissors! Rock, paper, scissors! Did you go his time? <laughs> I win! The rats turn, and the female looks at you, Darby, and say, says, you may have warned him, but it's too late. And then she shouts, take them! As all the rats' eyes turn towards you, and you can see they're going to surge forward towards you guys. That brings Vladislav first. It's like watching he- your hero fight. He stands up, very disapprovingly at us. <laughs> crosses towards the female rat who spoke, and he says, "Because you have acted against me, you have forced my hand." And then he, basically, with an open palm, smack up, smack up. Oh, flip! Whoa. You rolled a one. What? Oh, wow. So with an open palm, and you can see he's holding back force. He pushes out his hand to hit the were rat in the face but she moves just as he comes past and he pushes past the tent because they were standing at the opening and he actually knocks out his two guards Uh, you just hear the crumpling of armor as his hand like shoots past her into the tent opening and he says to the elf in elvish so anyone who can speak elvish Mm. he says um, all of us (laughs) seal off the tent to the, to the elf. And he says, I can't control it in this form as easily. It brings it to or one not. of the were-rats. Uh, <laughs> the male were-rat. He is going to try and attack Vladislav. And he reaches through. And, it, and you can see that they don't have any weapons other than their claws. And when you look closely, you can see that there's something dripping from his mouth, as he opens his mouth, he's got rows of human teeth, but at the front, he's got two sharp incisors that are elongated. And he goes directly for, he tries to go for Vladislav's neck. And he scrambles up Vladislav and clinging to him, he raises his mouth and opens it and latches it around Vladislav's neck. And you can see he's he knows exactly where to hit. It looks like he slips in under the scale. Uh, Zantalarian, you don't see this. I'm going to let them see it because they rolled really high perception earlier. So Oriel and Dobby, you see that the rat manages to slide in under a scale of the dragonborn. And he moves his head back and he chitters something to the, other, to the others. And you can hear like an excitement excited chittering coming from the rest of the rats in the in the group and he triumphantly tries to scramble down at which Vladislav gets an attack of opportunity and slams his hand into the um were-rat and the were-rat crumples and lies on the floor and it's not moving that then brings it to you Oriel from what we've seen it has the rat like poisoned Vladislav was it like a like a web like a poisonous bite that we kind of saw or 
you saw that his teeth were glistening at the points of the ins it, like incisors. So you imagine it would be teeth only glisten like that if they're injecting something. And when when he collapsed to the floor, if you look at the rat that's collapsed to the the way rat collapsed to the floor, there does appear to be a some you know like when a tap is dripping and there's that one drip still mm -hmm. hanging. There does appear to be a almost yellowish mucusy kind of substance clinging to the edge. Where is the next wear rat that would be around to attack Vladislav? So all the actual wear rats are mm -hmm. that you can see are at the front of the tent. So at the tent flap. Mm -hmm. So right by Vladislav. Okay. How big how big is the tent again, feet wise? So the tent is lengthwise probably 50 feet across. Okay. Right. And then around the table. So there's sort of a 10 foot circumference around the table. Yeah. Cause width wise it's, it's about 40. So it's, it's a large war tent because also Vladislav is a large being. Dragonborn, He's a large yeah. dragonborn. Um, the t yeah. So the, I'd say on the edge, yeah, 20 foot circumference, let's say 20 foot okay. circumference. So the table is in the center and takes up quite a lot of space but there's still quite a bit of space to move around. And the rats are all on the edges of the tent. Okay. You at the at the table, so he sat at the foot of the table furthest from the flap, flat as left, um, but he's got right up to massive the movement speed okay. so he can get across. But from where you guys are sitting, you could pretty much get to any end of the tent in one, one movement. Move. Okay. However, once you if you're on the far ends of the tent, so if you're at the flap or at behind where Vladislav was sitting, it would take you one and a half rounds to get okay. further because all your guys' movement speed is 30, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so Aura wants to, if if Vladislav is in the way, she's going to run up to where Vladislav is and she's going to shock and grasp the first wear rat that she can touch. Perfect. Okay. He is in the way. Okay, cool. So she, obviously she can't use any of her range spells if he's, in the way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she's going to go and shock and grasp an rat. Cool. Melee spell attack. 14 plus 8 is 22. To that me. definitely hits. You <laughs> can see they're not wearing armor. Okay. And then 2d8 because I'm seriously pissed off. <laughs> it's real. 14 damage. You reach for the nearest were-at, which is one of the males, and as you grab him, all the downy fur on his body raises and he collapses holding onto the area where you are. And you can see he's trying to claw at your hand to get you to stop okay. uh, shocking, grasping. And then as a bonus action, would it be possible for me to... Because I have a medicine kit, so hence why I'm asking... Um, I'm just asking, you can say no, um, as a bonus action to collect some of that venom that she's assuming it is to try and make an antidote for later. I think you'd have to Use take another turn. Okay. Because no, it's, but as a bonus action, I'll allow you to get your kit out because it wasn't out. Okay. So you're preparing a vial mm. and then it'll take a round to collect because you have to focus and catch it. And you'd have to move to where it is, even though it's a, like two, five foot steps, if that. That then brings it to you, Darby. If Darby firebolts, can he... So I'm assuming they're all kind of standing in like a line. So the, rats. the small rats are 
circling the edges of the tent. They basically, there's enough rats. Because as you look again, more <gasps> rats are surging. Sorry, my wild magic triggered. What happened? I don't know yet. Let us see. Out Ooh. of fear for Vlad's love. Uh, or I could turn into a gelatinous cube, I fear for myself. <laughs> <laughs> but why did your wild magic trigger? Because I did shuck and grasp. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, because you used your magics. Different. This wasn't yes, an emotional one. one. This yeah. was your just the fact that you... Yeah. Oh, unstable. Because I'm just a <laughs> Magically cracker. unstable. Yeah. Okay. Up to three creatures you choose. Nice. Within 30 feet of you, take 4d10 lightning damage. Holy. High fives. High five to that. My wild magic it can be fucking useless and it can be fucking amazing at the same time. I think this was a good time for it to yeah. be amazing. I choose all the way rats. Guys, I'm terrified for my life. Roll your 4d10s. So there are only three where we're at left, and it attacks three, right? Well, it says it says three of your choice, yeah. So I, three, so you yeah. hit all three that are still standing. Yeah. And thus, a monster battle turned into uh, not so much. Not and so Carla's much. Just like why? <laughs> Ten, two, nine, twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. The Flying one, damage. the one that was clawing at you. Mm-hmm collapses and you can see through the edges of the fur because it is night now yeah. you see almost that like look you know when you're under your duvet and you yeah. maybe pull it over your hair and you see the and static see the- or like with bumper cars at the top can i yeah. tell you i actually saw static for the first time only this year and i was like the fuck is happening where have you lived your life i girl? don't know like just my duvet so when it was winter, I saw the static, but I've never seen static in my life before. So I was like, have you're you so never taken a balloon and like electricity. done yes. this? No, but it's only the just made spark. the sparks. Because oh. you can see the sparks at night. Yeah, I know. I've seen yeah. that. Yeah, yeah so, I haven't seen those sparks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was today years old. <laughs> I was today years old. So you see the sparks mm-hmm. on the one you were clutch- clutching as it stops clutching at you. Mm-hmm. At that, the other two cry out in pain. Okay. And all the other rats also, like, screech. And the female says, she shouts and she says, whatever you do, take him. Rude. Trying um, to steal my god. And you can see her and the other male are struggling. They have both fallen to their knees mm-hmm. and are struggling to try and stand up. This Darby. is like the bunnies all over again with Oriole, but Darby. with rats. <laughs> Dobby, you look and the rats are multiplying. They seem to be coming in. Oh, shit. Okay. So where there were about 50 rats, when while you were focused on what was happening with Vlad's love, yeah. more have come. So they actually encompass the entire tent circumference. So there's a rat enough to fill a rat on every edge. So probably you'd say 300 okay. rats. Some are even starting to climb on top of each other. It looks like they're almost starting to build a rat wall that's, around the edge of the... Good. And you can hear noises outside. Okay, so Darby is going to... I just want to see something. Uh, what level are we on? What, what, what are you saying? Is that are, we in, are we on five or four? You're on five. I'm just checking which has more damage um, between Acid Splash and Firebolt. Okay, so Firebolt is 2d10. Yeah, I saw that. Acid Splash is 2d6, so Firebolt. Okay, so Darby is going to... So everyone everyone else that's not a rat is kind of in between all the rats around. Am I correct? 
Uh, no. So like in the center of the tent? Everyone except Oriol and Vladislav, who are at the edge of the tent but by remember, the tent flap. Firebolt, you can only target like one creature. It's not like a, a flamethrower. It's thrower. not a spray. <laughs> it's not like a flamethrower that you can just like aim your hand and... Although that would be amazing. What's it of the coast? Don't you just want to make like a flamethrower? I'm, sh- I'm, I'm sure it's, it's built into some homebrew. Well, let me check Acid Splash then. The school of Bjork. Acid Now offering science. And when we say science, we mean pseudo-magical science, in which case we believe in the scientific facts but use magic to make everything happen. Because magic will be around forever, right, guys? Yeah. Right! Um, it says you hurl a bubble of acid, choose one or two creatures you can see within range. So you can, you can attack two, two creatures with acid. They splash. must be within five feet of each other. A target must succeed in a dexterity saving throw or take one, take two D6 acid Acid image. Okay, so you could hit the, the two were rats that are still standing if you wanted, or you could hit two small rats. Okay, you know what? For the small rats, I would say you would hit like all over each other. I, I reckon for that you'd hit about eight. Okay. Mm. Of the small rats. If only I still had that away. Okay, I am gonna cast Firebolt to all the. Faithful. Hey. Old faithful. Yeah. To when the, in doubt. To, to the rats closest to Aurel and um, Vladislav. To the rats or the were-rats. The were-rats are like kind of, they're injured, right? But they're, they're still alive. They're struggling, yeah. Okay. Let me, I'm going to cast it to the were-rats. Okay, so you can cast it to one. Yeah, so which one is the closest to them? They're both right next to each other. So there's a male and a female. Uh, I'm going to cast it to the female. All right. Roll. 21. You don't have to roll to attack. Um, I have to roll for defense. Um, it for is. Firebolt. Yeah. Or is it auto? No, it's not magic, Bissell. And uh, I think it's a ranged spell attack. Yeah. Okay. So 21 will hit. Yep. Yeah. All right. Roll your damage. 2d10. Six. At that, uh, the, the uh, female <laughs> drops automatically as her fur starts to catch light. And then as she drops, it sizzles across her sin, skin, across the, her skin. Her sin. Her sin sizzles. <laughs> and she falls to the floor where it starts to die down as it's burned off all the hair on, on the one side of her body. She's still alive. So she looks like Two-Face. Yeah, she looks like Two-Face. No, she's, that one is definitively dead. Oh, okay. And... It does bring us to other people's turns, but that does bring us to the end of this week's episode, guys. As always, big thank you to my players who make everything an adventure. Thank you to you for listening. Please remember to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app and your not-so-favorite one, and also on iTunes. It really, really helps our podcast out and helps other people find us. And please share us with your friends, foes, families, and familiars. A big thank you to Veed, whose music graces our podcast. Big thank you to Wednesday and Tristan, who always help us sound amazing and are the sound editors for our podcast also we are going to be doing an amazing giveaway when we think it's amazing so please keep an eye on on our socials of how you can get involved with that we really want to start getting some more reviews for our podcast so if you take a picture of your review that you've done for us and let us know we're going to be announcing a winner who's going to win a, a nice hamper from us which we will send to you on our own cost so you can enter anywhere worldwide so please do do rate and review us on your favorite podcast app 
And if you haven't seen it on the socials yet, just take a snapshot of your review. Um, you don't have to show us if, if you're welcome to review us and give us zero if you want. I mean, it is up to you, but please do just review us. <laughs> Preferably, we hope that you enjoyed it enough to review as well. But uh, just take a snapshot of your name with it and you can send it to us on our socials or to our email address so that we can enter you into the draw. But keep an eye out. As always, we hope you have a most amazing week filled with adventure. Oh, <laughs> Die hard, Santa Claus. <laughs>